thing. Have you had your burden become lighter because you, you took your burden to the Lord in prayer? You know, the, there was a time that I would immediately want to talk to someone, my mentor or, or just someone I knew cared, a, a good brother in Christ or, or whatever, and, and that helps. But, but what I found to help the greatest first is to take that burden to the Lord. There's constant trials and troubles in life, and, and He would have us to take those things to Him, and He can help casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. It's wonderful when not only we know God's word, but our life experiences are, are laced in and out of those verses. And we, we can read something, and yes, God was there. We, I took my burden to the Lord, and wow, can he help, can he lift up. Well, turn in your Bibles tonight to the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. We're always, preachers are probably always looking for something new or some different passage of Scripture to preach from for Father's Day. But you know what? We just need to, to go back to those, uh, those foundational, well-known, expected verses that you would expect to hear on Father's Day. And, and of course, uh, a lot of this is speaking of both the parents, but being Father's Day... I'm going to refer to dad, and we're going to focus on, on half of the parents, the dad, this evening. Today's been a, a day to, to treat dad very nice. Maybe, maybe y'all went out to dad's favorite restaurant. I, I don't know what's wrong with me today, but I, I just I didn't pick. Last year I picked seafood because I never picked seafood. Today I was asked and I said just just take me to Wendy's. Let me get a burger on the way home. I I don't I don't know what my deal is today, but a lot of you probably picked out your favorite restaurant and and the the wife and kids took you there. That's good. Maybe you showered dads with gifts. I, I'm not going to ask, but it's likely that that some dad got got some gift with that comes with a remote control. That's a remote control ceiling fan, a remote control for the thermostat. That's, if anybody needs any last-minute gift ideas for Dad, that's a great one. And, you know, so Dad got gifts today, uh, maybe a card filled with very nice things written about Dad. Um, you know, and it's good, to, and it's all fine and dandy to have a day for Dad like this, but, but there's to be something daily concerning Dad and that is a daily devotion to dad. We'll call it tonight in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 1. It says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers... Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. There are two different things we see here in these verses. We see here tonight the children's responsibility to the father, 
and the father's responsibility to the children is what we'll close with. So let's first look at obedience to dad. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obey dad. You know, just, lo just looking at dad and a reason to obey dad. You know, dad's been around a while. By, by the time the children are born, dad has lived some life. And dad has had some experiences in life on this earth with people, places, and things. And, and as for the dad who is a Christian, you know, dad's had some experience with the Lord as well by the time children come along. He has learned about life from childhood and into being an adult. You know, dad has dealt with the desires of the flesh. Dad has dealt with peer pressures, the pressures of responsibility that have come upon him. Dad's dealt with the consequences for action in life. Okay? So God has given dad a practice in life a practice of following instruction, and then dad has a position. Dad's been given a position by God of then giving instruction. You know, so I, I had to throw that out there about dad's experience by the time kids come along. I mean, sometimes our kids are amazed that we were their age and that we experienced the things that they're going through. And, and it just baffles them sometimes. Dad has some experience, though. That doesn't mean Dad's an expert. That doesn't mean that we have the perfect how-to manual for parenting. We have a good book to, for an outline of it and, and, and a good Lord to, to follow, uh, but, but no, no exact manual. But children are to give their ear to, to hearken to, to listen to, and be submissive to dad's instructions. You know, God places children under the authority of dad in the home, and the, look, the greater the obedience, the smoother things go. I, I've given that warning before. Man, things will be so smooth, which I know you want, if you just follow instructions. Children will actually grow in some knowledge from listening to dad and, and being able to prevent a lot of hurts in life. You know, dad's on the kid's side. The hurts that dad has experienced, he wants to help their child not to experience those hurts. So there's something to listen to from dad and following instruction from dad and obeying the do's and don'ts that are given from dad. You know, dad can't live the kid's life for them. Dad must tell them and show them how to live the life that they need to live. Children have an obligation to obey their parents. For a son or a daughter to fulfill Christ's instructions for their lives, you know, some kids have said, well, what, what can I do to serve the Lord at, at 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 years old? Well, there's a lot of things that a kid can do to serve the Lord, and, and one is to, to obey the instructions that God has given, to obey mom and dad. Dad's not perfect, but children are to obey dad as if he were the Lord. 
Now I say that because it's the Lord who says for children to obey dad, okay? So, so when we obey them, we're obeying the Lord. That's what set me free with uh, working for masters according to the flesh, the bosses I had on the job. It just clicked with me when I read the verse that, that teaches us that I'm obeying the Lord when I'm obeying that boss. I mean, I mean when we go by that principle, we, we'll, we'll obey the boss when, when they're unfair and they treat us extra hard even. We, we won't lie for them or do anything that will cause us to sin, but, but it's, a, it's a great help when we realize we're obeying the Lord when we obey uh, our, our boss, when we obey Dad. It's doing what God called the child to do and gave instructions for the child to do. The Lord says it's right. It's enough that the Lord says so. Children, obey your parents and the Lord. For, he, says, he says to do it, and He says it's right. That's enough right there. That's good enough for any child. You know, I'll never forget. I guess this child was a preteen at the time, and I just happened to overhear or read on, on my child's phone a statement from another child, and it said, why would you do what your dad tells you to do? And man, the, 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 the sirens went off in me. Every warning sign went off in me. And, and that, that'll make you pray for that child. That'll make you want the best for that child. But, but that kind of mindset will end up in destruction. And by the way, that, that seems to be what happened from what I heard in the life of this individual. You know, there's a lot of rebellion out there, a lot of rebellion against dad, against the parents, and it's the best thing that a child can do is obey. God says to obey, and that's what a child should do. You know, God doesn't have it all wrong. The human being is not going to improve the divine system that God has made in the home for the family and the obedience from the children to the parents, you know. Uh, people today, I, I'm not going to go off on this, but, but people today want to let their child make very mature adult-like decisions for themselves in single-digit ages. That is ludicrous. That is against everything that the Bible gives the parent responsibility in. We don't let children make their own decisions. Uh, you know, the, no one is ultimately going to be making their own decision anyway. They are going to be persuaded from somewhere. They are going to be persuaded from a corrupt world out there that is just dying to get a hold of our children. Our children's decisions are to be what mom and dad's decisions are as they grow up. And... Uh, you know, there, there's a lack of wisdom. There's a lack of experience. There needs to be a daily obedience to Dad. We are responsible for ingraining everything that our children need for the time that comes when they are to make their own decisions. So there's to be obedience to Dad. But we also see honor to Dad in verse 2. Honor thy father and mother which is the first commandment with promise. 
verse 3, that, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Honor, or in other words, estimate the worth of dad and show that estimation that you have of him by respect given to him. You know, some, some would say, man, Brother Kenneth, there, there's, there's just, what, what if I don't have much to respect? Well, if you can't respect the person, respect the position. God's going to bless you for that. And when, and, and when dad gets older, take care of him. He, maybe this is a little too much information or, 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 or too blunt, but, you know, dad's taking care of you in diapers. You take care of him when he's in diapers. Take care of him when he gets older. By the way, a young person told me, we were at the Villas Ministry the other night, and they said, Brother Kenneth, you're, you're about to move in here soon, aren't you? Uh, take Come take care of me if I go over there. Anyway, obeying dad and honoring dad, even when he gets older, you know, honor the position. I, I know of a woman who took care of her dad in the elderly years of his life, and he had nothing to do with her throughout the younger years of his life. And I tell you what, I, every, people would say that they just can't do that, but, but I tell you what, that's honor in the, in the rawest form right there, and, and, and Christ will lay it on the heart for that to happen. To, and to honor Dad is not something to be done with the attitude of, well, it's my duty, and, and to honor Dad begrudgingly. I mean, it is demanded, it is a duty, it's a command, but it's to be done with a desire. Christ develops a desire in the heart through the family unit that dad would be honored. Obeying him, look, it's to trust the Lord. It's to put confidence in God's word and what God tells us to do. And that, look, that's the safest decision to make in life, to, to obey God's word and to do what his word says. And that would be honoring him. Honoring him will be something that we will want to do with desire in obedience to Christ. And look, that, that gives the best outcome for our lives. To honor God's, our dads by being obedient to God's word, you can't come up with a better outcome. You know, Jesus is the perfect example of obedience and honor to the Father. Jesus says, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. In other words, Father, this is what I want. But what outweighs that is that I want what you want for me. That's a, that's a perfect outline for every child to their father. Our prayer to God ought to be, help me to want for myself what you want for me, Father. And it's Dad's job to lead a child in that direction. Have you ever thought about the help of a child coming to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior by 
by dad giving rules, by dad giving principles to follow. Because as a child of God, no matter what age we get to, that's what we do all of our lives. We follow God's rules. We exalt God's law. We live by His principles. That's what the Christian life has so much to do with. And when dad ingrains godly principles, godly commands into the life of a child, that's a great help in that child coming to Christ. The Bible says that the law was a schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. So dad needs to lead them in that direction. And every child needs that. Every single child needs correction. We all start out with Adam's desire to disobey and dishonor. We have that sin nature within all of us. So every child needs correction and every child needs redirection. And Christ dwelling in dad is going to lead dad to give good direction and good instruction to his children. You know, one reason in that is dad wants the very best for his child's life. When dad has a hard set of rules, when you hear a kid complaining about dad's rules, when I hear that, I think that dad wants the best for his child. He's concerned and he wants good for them. Every father would or should agree that they want what's best for their child. Every child would agree that they want a good life, that they want the best life that they can possibly have. The verse says to the child here, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment of promise, that it may be well with thee. Every child wants a good life. And God says to obey him, Honor him that it may be well with thee. There are unfortunately many examples of destroyed lives, and a big part of the beginning of that was dishonor to dad. But a lot of things in life work out really good when dad is honored. What God's word is telling us here is that there's going to be some goodness. There's going to be some happiness and there's going to be some joy in the life that has a heart full of honor for dad who has obeyed dad and done what he has commanded. The first funeral I ever officiated, I did so with another pastor and I remember the man, he was a godly man. It was amazing the things that that he never touched in this world that would waste our lives. I looked up to him so much. His son was older than me, and I'll never forget his son by the casket of his dad. And I heard the story. I knew the family. The son complained growing up at 18 years old. Man, he wanted out, and he wanted it on his own as fast as he could possibly get out there. And he went out there and found out what he could make of a life without God, but, and he complained about dad, he was rebellious, but as he stood there beside the body of his father, he said, he said, dad, I'm so sorry, 
Everybody could hear him. Dad, I'm so sorry I didn't listen. No complaints, Dad. That was the last words. That was the last three words he said. No complaints, Dad. It's good to honor the Father. It's good to honor Dad. We never go wrong when we obey God's word and honor Dad. There's a promise that comes with this. That thou mayest live long on the earth. Also, got a, you, you've got a promise with this when, when we obey Dad and we honor Dad. But now let's look at Dad's in verse 4. It says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Now this one is exclusively for dad. It says, it says parents before, and it says father and mother, but now it says father. That doesn't mean don't, you don't obey your mom's kids, but it does tell of dad's position that God has given him, and dad has quite a job to do. He must know and realize also that he is dealing with the children's natural state. There is a way that a dad should bring his children up. And in Mark chapter 7, look, it tells what's in every single one of us. Mark seven twenty, Jesus said, "...that which cometh out of the man that defileth the man." For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. And then in Romans seven eighteen, Paul says, For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. And then in Galatians, we find the, the works of the flesh, the result of this flesh being within us. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, our little angels are not little angels. <laughs> you know, they take a, a lot of work in training them up. Our children are not perfect children. That, that which I would do, that I'm not doing it. And they, they look for every reason not to. I'll never forget when my son was banging on the piano we had in our house with this plastic rake, and he was just hitting it over and over. And I, he was about three, four, three years old. And I said, son, stop doing that. And, and he hit it again. And I said, son, stop doing that. And he said, I don't hear. You know, he just, he just, what's going on inside? He just couldn't stop. 
and he's looking for a reason, something to say. And, and long story short, that, that didn't fly, that he didn't hear. I knew his hearing was real good. No one has the perfect child. No such thing exists. Obedience and honor doesn't naturally flow from the child. There must be a goal set by dad in raising his children. We can't, and, and we can't miss the mark and go from one extreme to the other. I mean, some have, have slapped their kids right on the spot for something they have done in, in, in a reaction emotionally and in anger. And, and that, that slap with a hand of anger has not done any good. But it's bad to go from, to, from that to the other extreme and to ignore and excuse the disobedience. I'm just going to jump out and say, now that's worse. That's worse to go to that extreme. Or some to grow up under the provoking of dad. Maybe dad provoked to anger when, when a child was young. And as they grow up to be a parent, they have gone to the opposite extreme and they have dismissed everything and swept it under the rug. And again, I'll say that that is worse. To turn off the power of authority that God gives for guidance and instruction that we are called to give. That's a, that's a terrible thing to do, to dismiss what we're called to do. I'm not going to say much about this, but I got online a while back and I somehow got caught up in a conversation. I never do this, but, but a neighborhood chat was going on and, and somebody was giving their very smart definition of, of spare, not sparing the rod and what that rod meant. And, and their ultimate conclusion was it, it didn't mean spank your children. And so I, I just had to get on there. Well, well, I shouldn't have, but I did with all of this going out to the public. And I told them what those verses mean. And you wouldn't believe the, com the vicious comments that came back at me for a, the clear explanation of the Bible. Uh, I haven't done it again. And I just don't... Oh, my. Let me, let me get off of that. You know... Someone bought an RV one time. I heard this as a true story, and maybe you heard it too in the news or you looked it up. But someone bought an RV, and they're going down the road, and, and they needed to use the restroom facilities that, that you have there in the RV. And, and their, their, uh, their uh, what do you call it? Cruise con their cruise control on that particular maker of RV was called autopilot. And they thought they could hit autopilot and go to the restroom and come back. Their RV ran off the road and crashed. And, they ended, and what has been said is they went to court and they won. And they were able to sue the company and, and their cruise control is not called autopilot anymore. The point is, 
a child on autopilot is going to crash. That cannot happen. God has given dad a duty with instruction, with correction in the children's life. Dad is to bring them up, to educate the children, to nourish the children, to give them rules to follow, to give consequences for action, to teach them the law of sowing and reaping. That's a universal law, and it's going to happen, and it's best that we teach them that, and they know what's coming. Introduce them to rules. Let them see how it may be well with them. It's well with them by obeying and by honoring, and it saves a lot of destructive damage that comes along in life. This is dad nourishing his child spiritually. This is the way children will be brought up and made to look to Christ. You know, dad having a relationship with Christ uh, consists of obeying Christ and it consists of honoring Christ and it's teaching the child to do so. You know, the Bible talks about being saved and in some places it says to obey the gospel, to be obedient to what God says is the way to heaven by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Obedience is a spiritual thing. Honor is a spiritual thing. This goal for dad with his children. It's more important than a job. It's more important than money or anything else that he would highly esteem. I heard of this city in this world where it's just normal for a baby to be born and to be thrown out on a heap of trash and left there. And how horrible that sounds to us. But as God gives dad their duty here, we see it being just as bad to bring up our children without godly instruction, without rules, without guidance in their lives, without consequences. We see it being just as bad. Or, or let me say this, it's, it's worse that, you know, those children that are dumped, I know of a missionary who picks those children up off the trash and takes them home and adopts them and raises them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Sometimes 30 children at a time, and you see them saved. It's a missionary we support, amazing grace. You know, so you think about that, but what about, what about those who keep their child and do not raise them in obedience to God, and the child ends up in hell for eternity. That's worse. That's worse. We dads need to see our children as undone on their own, and us with a great job before us. May we see them as a lump of clay, and we can guide them to the potter, because Jesus wants to save them, and He wants to shape them. Dad's submitting to the Lord, and the child submitting to Dad. I have a friend, probably the first friend I made when I became a Christian. And 
he was telling me how he, how he corrects, disciplines, instructs, encourages his children when they do something wrong and, and it deserves some trouble. He takes them to God's Word and he shows them where it's wrong in God's Word first before he gets the rod out, before he spanks them. He, lets them, he said it helps him to cool down because, because it shouldn't be done with the hand of anger. And it also instructs them in the Word of God. You know, that is exactly what we ought to do. That word admonition has within it the word admonish. And it speaks of training by the Word of God and giving encouragement and giving rebuke raising them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. It's not beating a child half to death and provoking them to wrath because of our impatience or our irritation. We need to, we need to know that they were born with the same nature we were born with before we were born again. And we need to see them as they are, where they are. You know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's nothing wrong with telling your child, I'm sorry. Some would say, there's no way I could do that. They would never respect me again. We would be surprised how much respect we would get for being real with our children that, that, that look, it's not perfect, but that doesn't mean you're not going to obey me. I'm not perfect, it, but, and you're not going to be a perfect parent either one day. But there's nothing wrong with doing that when we've handled a matter in such a way that doesn't glorify God. We can, you know, our children are to obey dad. Our children are to honor dad. And, and we can be a help in that, or we can make it hard for them to do that by provoking them unto anger, by raising them in the wrong way, by, in the wrong demeanor, by saying things in the wrong way, by giving instruction to them and not at them is what we need to do. We can guide in such a way to make them want God's process or just to simply make them feel bad that they fall short of it. Don't get me wrong. There's great things about sorrow and there's great things about repentance and there's great things about guilt in our lives. But we need to raise them up in such a way that we don't provoke them to wrath. But the world is out there to get our children every day. You know, and that's been said, that's been said for decades. The world is trying to get our children. But I can't help but believe that there is such an aggressive thrust toward that right now in this world. There's a lot of aggressiveness to get our, to get our kids. And the world wants to get them. But the godly dad is going to persuade them God's way and that ultimately, God forbid they turn to the world, but if it happened, ultimately, they'll come back to the things of God. Train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart. That's not an absolute guarantee, but it's a probability and it's the only peace we're going to have in our lives as, as dads, as our children grow up. Children need to be devoted to dad, and dad needs to be devoted to the Lord. I tell you what, that's, that's the way for dad to have a good Father's Day. 
That's the way for children to give their dad a good Father's Day. You know, as I think of Father's Day, you, you, don't, you don't have to remember the, the exact day and time and all that stuff you were saved. I'm not saying everyone does. I just happened to be in Sunday school on a Father's Day morning whenever I was saved. So I know it was about 15 minutes before Sunday school was over, same time as we have here. So it was about 10.30 in the morning on June 20th, Father's Day, that I was saved. And, and all the, I'd, my dad had never been a spiritual dad on this earth, but all of a sudden I had a perfect, wonderful, heavenly father. And I was made new in Jesus Christ. And I had one child at the time, and, and she had a brand new dad just like that. I don't know what she remembers from before, but and I'm not everything I ought to be, but I'm not w what I was then, and, and I wasn't pretty quick. I had a brand new, wonderful father who loved me. And, you know, maybe that's the need here tonight. Maybe there's someone in this room tonight, in this sanctuary, and, and the Lord has never become your Savior, and God has never become your Father. He's God. You've acknowledged Him as God, but is He your Father? If not, you can have a brand new Father tonight. You can become a brand new Father to your children. Maybe that's your need. Maybe you've never been saved and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. What a, what a wonderful father we have whenever we come to know Jesus. And, and you know, another thing about that, another remembrance of the day that I was saved, my daughter was, in, when I was in Sunday school and the Lord was saving me, my daughter was in Sunday school and she was making me a Father's Day shirt. It had two little handprints and paint and different colors on it. And it said, Happy Father's Day. And it even had the date on there, June 20th, and, and I wish I would have just framed that shirt with all the bright colors on it, but instead I wore it, and it started getting too small for me. That was the washer and dryer. That, no, that was probably me. It got too small, and those colors and everything started fading. So why do we go to such familiar verses tonight and and consider our duties and refresh ourselves on our duties because, because it can just start fading. It can. We, can. we can be tripping into this world and getting a little too consumed outside of the most important thing in life, and those qualities can start fading. And so whatever it may be that the Lord may do in your life tonight, let, let Him do it and let us be refreshed let us be the godly dads that we're called to be for our Lord. And remember, everything we're called to be, God enables us to be. Everything that the Christian is to be doing, we can have the greatest confidence in the world that we have a Father that's going to strengthen us, convict us, encourage us, rebuke us. Everything that He knows we need in order to do that in order to be the Christian we're to be, in order to be the godly dad that we're going to be, to raise up our children in such a way that pleases God. So we're going to have a time of invitation here in a minute, and it might be just a time that you sit there and, and reflect on your family in the pew. 
that you might consider the things that, that God will help us to do to be even better. I know of a man that asks his wife and children every now and then, how can I be a better husband? Or he even asks his children, how can I be a better dad? And I'm not trying to reverse the roles here, but I'm saying that, and I'm not saying everyone's going to do that, and it doesn't fit in every family maybe, but he wanted to be refreshed all the time and sensitive to being the best dad that he could possibly be. Don't we have a wonderful Father in heaven? Let's go to him in a word of prayer now. Father, we do bow before your presence tonight, and I thank you for your instruction that we well know, yet we need it over and over. I thank you for the good repetition in your word. You know exactly what we need to hear and how often we need to hear it and read it. And so, Father, change our lives by the power of your word, by your Holy Spirit living within us. Help the fathers here to be the godly fathers that they're called to be. Help us to be the example of everything we would want them to be, Lord. I believe we want the, the best for our children. And, Lord, when we look to you, we find the, the very best that they can be by you being in our lives and then us leading them. So we praise you and love you tonight. We thank you, Lord, that if there be one here tonight who does not know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Lord, we're thankful to know that your Son is a free gift by grace through faith for those who need to trust in Jesus Christ to know Him as Lord and Savior. Thank you for giving us everything we need from your Word tonight, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone